and welcome back to Once When I Was Cool, your weekly podcast about stuff, stuff that we like, stuff that was cool when we were kids that may or may not still be around these days, stuff that we kind of miss and stuff that we're happy to see that's gone. Uh, my name's Dave, I'm your host, and joining me via the internet is my little mate, Wee. Hello, Dave. Sounds like we're going to be talking about lots of stuff today because we like stuff. We like stuff. And the other thing more than stuff we like is that, like, so stuff and that. That's what we're going to be that. talking about today. Stuff and that. And so people know what exactly what we're talking about. And so we sound sultry and smooth. Uh, big shout out to producer Simon who gets us out there to your earballs. He's a talented young fella and uh, good looking to boot. Thanks very much, Simon. Thanks for Thanks for sorting us out. Right, so we, we're still stuck in the COVID crisis when we record this. It's sort of early September. Um, winter's broken and spring has sprung, as, as it were. Um, but we're still not allowed to travel. We're not allowed to get around. And it's because we have this disease around. And it got me, got me thinking. Um, back um, when we were kids, uh, things were pretty different when it came to illnesses. We, of course, we've already done one episode on illnesses. And this is going to lapse a little bit into that. But it's also going to lapse a little bit into our episode on, um, I think it was called Playing Outside. So that's one of our older episodes as well. You can find that at oncewaschool.com um, or wherever you get your, wherever, whichever platform you use to get your, your podcasts on. So we, in this thought, once when I was cool, we used to take medicine. And the medicine we used to take was pretty different to what we take these days. There wasn't a lot of options and we certainly uh, didn't, it wasn't as readily available to us as it is now. So I guess we could say once when I was cool, we didn't take medicine. What are your thoughts there? Uh, Look, absolutely agree. I think um, most of the time when we were young, we used to just take a spoon of cement and just harden up and get on with it. Um, these days, somebody, you, you sneeze and someone's running off to a GP, and this is even prior to COVID, so it's not just about what we're facing now, but, you know, there's, um, you know, people are always running off to the uh, GP, to the doctors, um, you know, just for willy-nilly stuff, you know, stuff that basically, you know, I remember, look, if we want to talk about medicine and medication, I, I don't think I really, I can't remember the earliest time I took a, a Panadol. I think um, I got a tetanus shot during school and that was it. And then the only other time was when we've, I've either cut myself open or got hit on the back of the head with a bit of steel from my younger brother. He See, he does get payback on me, mm-hmm. threw some steel at me, hit me in the head, um, split my head open, had to go and get some stitches. Is and and the tetanus shot. I was more annoyed about getting the tetanus shot than getting the stitches. Sub some dirt in it and get up and get going. These days it seems that uh, you know go to an emergency room or go to your GP. Yeah, well, that's right. If you can get into a GP these days, anyway. But it's interesting that you say you, the early sort of medication you remember is getting a tetanus shot at school. And one of your favourite things to talk about. What's one of the favourite illnesses you talk about? Polio. Polio. Do you remember lining up to get the polio vaccination? Yep. Yep. That's why I don't have polio. And I'm a little bit confused um, as to whether um, 
whether the polio vaccination was the spoonful of pink liquid. I remember we, they used to, and it was measured out in a spoon. It wasn't measured out with any sort of dosage. They put it on a spoon and you'd have the spoonful and you'd drink it and everyone line up next one along and then you'd step to the side and you'd get another needle for whatever that was for. But um, I remember that clearly when I think I was only in about kindergarten or year one, I remember having to line up to get those things. And um, you don't sort of see those these days, uh, those um you know, mass lineups. I know that uh, Delilah, when she was uh, 12 or 13, had to line up for the 12 or 13-year-old vaccinations and there were people everywhere and she said that because she goes to an all-girls school, there were girls fainting and uh, having to lie down and go home and all these sorts of things because they had to get their vaccinations. But, I, um, yeah, that's sort of my earliest recollection of, um, of medicines. And how many times did they wash the spoon in between? Ah, oh, I, I, I they, like to think that it was a they, white plastic spoon that they threw out in between, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. No, nah, no, it wasn't. It's a, yeah, no, that, back in the day it was uh, back when we were kids, mate, they still used to sharpen the needles. They yeah. used to, um, you know, sharpen the needles. You know when, um, um, and I'm talking about the needles for any injection in a hospital, yeah. Yeah. they used to get sharpened. Um, when you used to go to put them in and it was a bit hard to get through the skin, they go, oh, that one's blunt or it had a barb on it. So mm. if you're a bit naughty to the nurses, they'd um, get a, a blunt yeah. one and um, well, you couldn't do give that you an these, injection. Couldn't do that these days. But um, my sister, my oldest sister, Glenda, tells a story of when she fainted getting those 12-year-old immunisations. She had the injection and it went into her arm and as they put it in, it came away from the syringe. So the needle was just sitting there like an acupuncture needle. <laughs> and she, you know, she was only 12. She's in her 50s now. And she would, uh, she still vividly remembers that uh, and, and was, it was frightened of needles for a long time. Um, and that was because the needle came off. Oh, God. Yeah, I can understand. But- by by saying it was Glenda, was it you really? No, 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 no. It wasn't me. No, <laughs> no. I, I admit I'm a needle phobe. I'm much better on the on the giving side than I am on the receiving side of needles. Um, I, I'm a complete needle puss. There, I, I, you know, I don't even pretend to hide behind that. But yeah, this was no. This was that was her story for sure. Um, so, I mean, the other thing is, is we, we tend to hand out Panadol these days like they're lollies. I can't even remember Panadol being an option when we were kids. Look, look. If I, I, if we used to have a headache, we used to just get a cold compress put on our forehead or on the back of our neck. Mm-hmm. Um, that's we, what I sort of remember, and lie, and, go and lie down. And if you, yeah, you go and have a lie down. If you felt particularly sick, my mum's greatest belief, Ruby, used to bring in flat lemonade. She'd pour you a glass of lemonade and oh, then yep. stir it to get all the bubbles out, and have flat yep. lemonade. And it, you know, if it was cold, it always seemed all right. I'm, you know, I'm one of those sugarholic type people, so I was always happy with it. But it was interesting that when you didn't feel well, having this 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 sugary taste in the back of your throat of of flat lemonade was is one of those things that still sort of sticks with me these days. And, and of course, yeah. Ruby listens to this, so Mum, I'll be as uh, polite as I can about this. Uh, shout out to, to Ruby because I do know she, she listens and I'm happy to have flat lemonade if I'm feeling sick or from, from you, Ruby. Thank you. But th- um, look, it, it, I, I have to agree. It must have been, you know, going back to one of our other episodes, you know, what your mum what your mum told you. These are the things. You'd have soup, you'd have um, flat lemonade 
where if you were lucky, you got a piece of toast with no butter on it, you know, just <laughs> something, you know, um, something bland or a couple of dry biscuits to start on if you were really, yeah. really sick. Um, um, what about none those, of this? If you oh, were vomiting, sorry. though, sorry, if you were vomiting, though, how often did you get taken to the doctor? I remember I'd been vomiting for about three or four days after before I could go to the GP. Um, and that's because we just, and, you know, nothing, uh, I'm digging myself a hole here with Ruby, she's going to hate me for this. But it wasn't that it was anything sinister, it's just it was something that you always got over. I remember having gastro and lying on the, on the cold tiles in the bathroom just waiting for which end was going to explode next just because I was lying <laughs> next to the toilet and I just <laughs> felt miserable. And that's just what you had to do. You had a, you had a wet towel never never thought of taking you to the doctor um no. you know you'd have to be severely dehydrated to be able to do that yep and uh, you know <laughs> uh, to the listeners out there also how many times have you been that unwell with the gastro and it's like you didn't have a bucket you never got a bucket it was it was always hope for you had the to sink. make it to the aim for the sink but if it was coming out at both ends at once uh, you had to go between you yeah. had to, anyway. you had to make you had to make the decision out of which end was was um, more likely to compensate with the stresses put on your on your stomach as you're retching or otherwise. Um, the other one that comes out of that is if you ever sort of started to get a bit of a sniffle, you always got handed a, either a couple of vitamin C tablets or a big glass of orange juice. Yeah, and look. You know, you, you think back where I lived, it was cold. So even as a kid, you'd be running around in a, in a T-shirt and shorts in the middle of winter. So, um, yeah, you had the sniffles because you'd get it from your brother and, and then he'd get it to the other brother and then you'd get it back again. So to just keep going round and round. Um, never used a hanky though, I have to say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, another episode. That's a cracker. If you ever want to listen to that one, look, listen to our one on handkerchiefs. You can still see, uh, can still see we wincing now whenever he talks about handkerchiefs. Never used a hanky, thank Christ for that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, look, I just, I just can't remember um, honestly being as sickly, I suppose, as what I look at what, people are today if that makes sense maybe we were and I just put it out of my head the um the earliest sort of thing I I, I remember I, I ended up with a hernia I think I was only in about grade three or four and I had a um a right inguinal hernia so for those mm. who don't know what that is that's down where groin. down in your groin and your muscle sort of comes apart and the pressure's inside you know pops a bit of your bowel out through there so you get this big lump there looks as good as it sounds as well listener yeah yeah, so I remember, um, of course, it's sort of, I didn't know what, what was going on. I sort of got home and said, you know, I've got this lump there and, of course, I'm sort of pushing on it. I must have reduced it. So reducing it means I've popped it back, it in. back in. So then I said again to my parents and they just thought I was just not not telling the truth and they're going, what have you done to cause a hernia? Uh, anyway, so I remember going to the hospital doctor probably two, three, four um, months later because I kept on having this pain and my mum's going, well, you're going to have to go and run around outside until it pops out and then once it does. <laughs> ah, just to prove that it works, <laughs> prove to that prove, it happened. Because they then, they, I had to prove it to them and then when they went, took me to the doctors, it was like, well, you're going to have to go and run around until it popped out. <laughs> so I'm at the, Do some at the hospital just running around the outside in the paddock of the hospital 
So this hernia would pop out. So I was in excruciating pain just to go in and go, hello, this Here is my hernia. Yeah, here's my fourth lump down there. So, And then I had to go and, and then they operated on me. Uh, but I had to prove, no, you know, it's none of this. Yeah, you had to prove yourself days, worthy. No, yeah, no scans, no CTs, no, no. MRIs, none no. of this stuff that you have these days, you know, you, you sneeze and they're doing a whole full body MRI because, you mm-hmm. know, they don't, no one wants to miss, you know, having a tumour in your little toe when you've got a headache mm. uh, for fear of being uh, sued. Yeah. But, you know, back in the day, they didn't believe me until I had to run around and pop it out so the doctor could see it. Well, remembering back to when we were talking about gastro as well, um, how often now do you see if somebody's got gastro, you get all these different electrolyte mixes where you've either got ice blocks or you've got drinks or you've got, um, you know, you can go and buy Gatorade or Powerade or one of those sorts of things because we're, we're also convinced about electrolytes. I remember when you were really sick, apart from the flat lemonade, you got a lemonade icy pulse, so like a water water ice block that was a, a, a lemonade-flavoured yep. one. That was the one that and that was – otherwise you just – drink water until you got better yeah first of all i just want to say electrolytes it's what plants need yeah and what is the stuff from the toilets that's right so you crack, uh, your, you crack yourself up you use that <laughs> joke when we were planning this so I, I i've heard it anyway carry on yeah i do that at work anyway um what we're talking about oh yeah the um the lemonade ice blocks Mm-hmm. Yeah, lemonade ice blocks. You, you, you know, if you were lucky, you got one of them. Um, and usually, um, you know, all the it was mainly just water. I do remember a Lucasade. <laughs> I think it was. It was oh, orange, and it was hideous. Yeah. Lucasade was. Oh my lord! No, no offense that, to the people at Lucasade, but God Almighty, it was it was horrific. That used to make me more sick than Especially the- when you're older and you're hungover and to have Lucasade, it'd be bubbling in the back of your throat and go, here's another one Ruby did to me. I, I remember having to go to work because I worked at a department store when I was about 19 and I, I got on the lash the night before and I was hungover the next morning and I had to get up and go to work because there was no not going to work because you're hungover. There was no way my parents were going to tolerate that even though I was technically an adult. It was, uh, you'd done this to yourself you get out there and work and you work it through and you can sweat it out and be as green and as horrible as you like. But my mum, God bless her, Ruby, um, thought that it'd be a good idea because I was feeling a bit nauseated. I thought I was going to vomit. Was She gave me a chewable Mylanta tablet um, because she thought that would work better. And now, Ruby, I'm not sure if you were doing this to teach me a lesson or not, but, oh, my Lord, I still remember to this day the chewable Mylanta tablet to help settle my stomach just did me. It's dry and chalky and just stuck to the roof of your mouth and your tongue, and I was so sick. But I tell you what, I, I learned a very valuable lesson from that. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Do you, do you also remember back in the day, and I think you can still get it, it's when you did have a bit of an upset stomach. You had the salvital. It was in a blue tin and it was a white powder. You put a spoon of it in, you stir it, and it frizzes up and then you, you scull it. Uh, uh, I, I could never bring myself stomach. to do it. It would be bubbling out your nose as well, I seem to yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, I used to love getting it and putting it straight in your mouth. Yeah. So it'd be like this white foamy stuff coming out. So you'd be like you're having a seizure. 
yeah, so you could either, um, I've done that at a friend's place. I've done it um, when I was a young teenager, probably 13 or 14. Um, people were coming and doing the different religious knocking on the door. Um, is your mum at home? All of this sort of stuff. Do you want to hear about God? All of that sort of stuff. Mm. We could see them coming down. We could see them coming down the road. So I said to him, um, he needed to get some of the um, cell vital put it in his mouth, foam, and I'd be chasing him out with a knife and pretend that <laughs> <laughs> pretend that I had to try and kill him because he was rabid and it turning into a zombie. It would have been but funnier you, if you fed it to the dog so the dog foamed as well, but the, the dog probably would have got shot. They don't, they don't have a big tolerance for foaming mouth dogs anymore. No, no, but I tell you what, they didn't come to the house. It was they just looked at it and just kept really walking really quick. <laughs> Funny. Um, but talking about all the different medications and different ones you have, it's all the ibuprofens these days that have one for your headache and one for your back pain and one for your neck ache and one for your period pain and all these different things that have got different variants or the paracetamols that are, are the quick ones. or um, And the latest one is the paracetamol with uh, caffeine. And the caffeine, the idea of the caffeine is, is it speeds up your metabolism enough that it gets absorbed that little bit quicker. Um, I, you know, like I said, I don't remember there ever being paracetamol available, let alone having all these different variants. If you had a headache, you had a headache, you went and had to lie down or you had a drink of water and try to get on with it. And look, you know, uh, as as people who have listened to us before and and thank you for, for tuning yeah, back in. And thanks listening for coming back. again. Yep. Um, and for those who are listening for the first time, uh, both Dave and I work in the healthcare industry. And I can tell you, we only have two different types of Panadol. We've got Paracetamol, Panadol. Paracetamol, Paracetamol. Or no, we're not selling only, brand lanes. Yeah, well, whatever, sorry. Or Paracetamol Plus. So it's the 625 milligrams instead of tablets, mm. instead of mm. yeah, the 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, there is none of this. I mean, how does it know that you've got a headache when you're swallowing it to go to your head? It's you exactly pay, the same. And you pay more money for them as well. Some of them it's around the coating and I understand that and that people will go, oh, you know, it's about the coating. Yep, some of it is the different coatings on it. But at the end of the day, it's um, still the same. It's paracetamol. And- doesn't know to go to your... Um, um, the, there's only two spots that it actually works on. It works in your, in your, um, your, your without getting too technical, it works in your, your pain gates in your, in, in your spinal cord or in your pain receptors up in your, in your head. I'm going to cut this bit out because it is boring. Um, yep, sorry. But also remember when you were when you were a little tacker and you had a bit of a, a cold or a, you had a bit of a, you know, for whatever reason. For me, it was always tonsillitis. I had tonsillitis a lot as a kid until I eventually got my tonsils out at 13. And oddly enough, never got it again after that. So, you know, answer that question for me. But it was always the one type of antibiotic and um, it was always penicillin. And it was penicillin in this horrible pink liquid or white powder that, powder that you would tip water into so many mils of water and you'd shake it up and then you'd have to take it. And it was hideous. Yeah. And the the taste of it, I think, you know. The smell as, of it. As well, the smell of it. And, you know, you're grimacing now because you're thinking back to your childhood mm. and I'm doing the same thing because it was a bit like if um, you had a bit of a, a upset stomach your mother would give you 
a spoon of castor oil or something like that. <laughs> and, you'd be, and my mother never did that thing. Thank, thank oh, the Lord. Thank you, Ruby, for not doing that. Yeah. You should have, Ruby. It would have cleared him right out. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, just the smell of it is just, there's the certain smells that take you back to your childhood. There's certain songs that take you back to your childhood. Just talking about it, I can see your face is grimacing. I'm grimacing because I know. Even my daughter Delilah now has, talks about the pink medicine because she used to just get cold after cold after cold after cold and kept getting all this stuff. And in the end, we had to start a sticker chart where we'd buy her some toy or something at the end if she took it all without grizzling and grimacing. And even today, she, she still turns her nose up and, and makes that same facial grimace about the about the pink medicine we had, and it was one of those antibiotics that was just awful, and she hated it so much. Um, it's good. Do you to still see- have to get her a toy. <laughs> well, I haven't had to do it for a few years. Though. No, she buys her own toys now because she's got a job. Um, but yeah, there was none of this option, and the, the manufacturers obviously thought, well, you know, yeah, if you if you want to get better, you take it, and if you don't take it, then bad luck, you miss out. So that were they were your options. It was either take it or don't, and get better or shut up. They were they were the sorts of the options you had. But moving on from that, another oh, one. But hang on, hang yeah. on, just yeah. before you go, mm-hmm. remember the the size of the tablets when you had to have the tablets. Yes, they were rather large and frequent. Yeah, and um, they were huge. They were like horse tablets. And I, I don't swallow tablets great at the best of times. And, you know, I'd be like drinking a whole glass of water just to get one down <laughs> and be choking and then be like there'd be no getting out of it because <laughs> your parents would be standing over you going, yeah. you need to take this. Yeah. If you don't take it, I've I've spent money. (laughs) I'm not going to go that far. (laughs) Well, they're trying to make you better with child abuse. (laughs) Well, the size of those tablets trying to choke me out. But the other other thing was... um, Whenever you had a buster or you you cut something or you you know you you had a scrape or something like that, your your mum either went one of two ways. For me and my mum, God bless your mum. Um, it was always the antiseptic in the bath, the Dettol. In the bath, fill it up with Dettol, get in and scrub it with a scrubbing brush. Oh, and I still remember it and still still remember the smell of Dettol. Was that you or were you the other one? The other one was Mercur- the, the Mercurical, Mercurical. <laughs> the, red, the red spray. The bit, I, we never had that. I don't death. know why. The red uh, death. The bottle, the bottle of the red death. Um, we didn't have a spray. It was onto a cotton bud, uh, not cotton ball, sorry. And it's just wash it off, get the dirt out of it best you can, and then you just paint it in this red mercurochrome. Um, and then, and then when we got a bit older, um, moved into the Dettol straight out of the bottle, not even watered down. Oh, oh that would be. That's how you kill cane toads. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, you know, we we had lots of stacks. It was <laughs> half the time we half the time we didn't tell them all our injuries because it was uh, not something that we wanted. But scared we, of the results. It, 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 no, scared of the results, and um, you know, if you know that the other one, one of your brothers had a stack, and they didn't want to say anything, and you know that they're going to get the dirt all, you just say to mum. Uh, by the way, have you seen the um, scratches down um, my brother's leg or on his shin or, you know, because then it'd have to be up on the bench, dead old or mercurochrome. 
and you weren't allowed to yeah. wash it. You weren't allowed to go and you just had to just grit your teeth. And yep. if you were lucky, if you were lucky, you got a Band-Aid over it. Otherwise, yep. it was just wash it out. No, we always had Band-Aids, but mine was usually sort of bigger than just the one-off scrape. It was always a scrape. It was always a gravel rash or, you know, usually falling off bikes and those sorts of things. But I remember Ruby used to just load up the bath, in you get, and, oh, gee whiz, there was no – and the bath, no matter how hot or how tepid it was, always seemed hot as as your leg or your hip or whatever it was that you'd scraped hit the water. It always seemed hot because you knew that sting was coming and there was nothing you could do about it. Yep, you just had to grimace and go for it. At least with the straight on there, it was like it was yeah. just the, that, that immediate pain uh, probably stung, stung for a good, you know, five, ten minutes. Uh, but in the bath you had to sit in there because you weren't you had to soak in it. And then you, you had, had to had scrub to it. Soak in it. Then you had to yep. scrub it with one of those little scrubbing brushes. But tell you what, they never got infected. No, nah, and you never went to a doctor because it was looking a bit manky. Mm. What had happened if it looked manky? You'd get extra. <laughs> you'd extra dead oil on it. And, <laughs> and you get it twice well, extra a day. Extra mercurochrome. You get it. Yeah. None I of never, this. We better I, go and get I never had mercurochrome, but I remember a lot of kids that I went to school with and it used to flash like a beacon on their leg and you'd have it all scabbed up and crusty underneath. But it seemed, I don't know whether they repainted it each day, but it never seemed to fade quickly. It was always there for a couple of days. No, mate, that's why I called it the Red Death. It was it was on there and it was stuck there. You know, your scab would turn up out red instead of brown from it was just <laughs> horrid. Or the scab would be fallen off, you'd be healed up and there's a faint pink mark where it was drawing oh. your attention to it. But um if anything looked infected, it was just put it on twice a day, we'll give it another hit. Mm. None of this. Uh, we better take and get some antibiotics or, mm. or did you ever just need- rub some dirt. Did you ever need stitches? Yeah. Yeah. My younger brother, as I said earlier, through. Oh, I hit you in the head with steel. Yeah. Because mm. mm. he didn't like what I did. So he threw some steel at me and hit me in in the back of the head and cracked I, my skull. I never got stitches because I, I don't think I was ever daredevil enough to do it. But um, I never seemed to, to need stitches or uh, have any of those sorts of things done. Never broke a bone or anything like that. But, you know, I just don't ever remember kids having to go and get stitches. Um, it yeah, seemed to be to seemed a... to be a Band-Aid was what it was and then off you go. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, if it wouldn't stop bleeding, they'd probably, and that's why they'd want you to go to the hospital to get some stitches if it just wouldn't stop bleeding. But a lot of the time if if... If there was some electrical tape or any sort of tape in the shed, you'd just put some tape around it. Mm. You'd mm. just get the tape and put the um, tape around if you cut your fingers, cut your legs. Yeah, um, badge of pride. You tried just, well, you just tried not to get that um, mercurochrome or dead oil on it <laughs> so you didn't tell anyone. <laughs> Except your mates, you always told them. Yeah, but, you, you know, you'd, of course I played a lot of soccer and, you know, skated a bit. I'd had the gravel rash down my thighs and I'd always, I got to a point where I used to wear those um, bike shorts underneath to try and stop it. Uh, but, mate, I, I would go home and just without even having any of that mercurochrome or anything on getting into the bath used to sting like anything. Mm. So, you you know, you definitely uh, wanted to make sure nobody, uh, your mum or dad didn't see your grass, your big gravel rash up the side so you had the big red mark on the side or the dead hole on it. 
you just uh, you, you, you just got on for more pain. It just got, yeah, rub some dirt in. That's what I say to the kids these days. I'm I'm really bad like that because I can tell you, um, with my son, he um, he kept complaining about stomach pain, and I told him he needed to to harden up and and have a spoon of cement. Um, he ended up having to have his appendix out. Um, and then the next time he said... Uh, Being the son of two nurses, that'll happen, mate. Right? Yep. Um, playing basketball and uh, the basketball hit the end of his finger and he goes, oh, I think I've broken it. I went, oh, no, don't be so silly. He had a spiral fracture up in his hand that took nearly two and a half months to heal. Oh, gosh. <sighs> I'm hey, such an um... <laughs> apathetic person. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, let us know what you think if you're still listening. Uh, let us know if you've had any experiences this. Did your mother used to load up the bath with antiseptic or did she have the paint on stuff? Uh, let us know once for school podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, any any feedback you've got, we'd love to hear. Um, you can find all our past episodes at our website, onceforschool.com. You can find us at, at uh, um, what's the one called? Head, head pay, uh, Facebook. There we Facebook. Go. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook at Once When I Was Cool. Uh, throw us a line, let us know what you think. Uh, if you're just joining us, thanks for giving us a chance. And if you're a returning listener, thanks very much. We really appreciate it. Um, we love the feedback that we do get. We try to respond to everyone we can in as quick a time as we can. So if you if you want to write and let us know if there's anything you want to hear about, anything you want to hear us talk about, uh, we, can, we can rant on forever. So, yeah, let us know your thoughts. Other than that, Wee, anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, look, I was just thinking while you were going through that because I sort of switched off for a second. Um, I was thinking about how many times we'd get head injuries and we just have to, we were told, just make sure they don't go to sleep for a while. You had <laughs> How many concussions did you have as a kid? I can, well, I can tell you the amount of concussions between us three boys that we yeah. probably had and it, it was just like, well, just don't, just don't go to sleep. Stay yep. up for a while. Do you, um, want to, sleep, do you want to you hear know. my? Do you want to hear my story, my concussion yeah. story? And yeah. uh, Ruby's going to hate me because she hates me telling this story. When I was when I was three, uh, my dad had gone away because he was a he was a policeman in a country town, and he um, had to go away for something or other. And he was away for a week. And I think the first night he was away, um, I was standing up on a chair. I don't think I was three. I might have only been two. Anyway, I was standing up on a chair playing with something, and my mum said we had concrete walls, and my mum said sit down before you fall over and hit your head on the wall. And so as I turned around to sit down, I fell on over and hit my head on the wall. Anyway, I remember I remember the story. I remember feeling on my head this soft lump. I still remember trying to go to sleep and the lump wasn't hard. It was soft. Anyway, I didn't think. Well, I was only little. I didn't understand. Anyway, after three days, uh, Ruby took me to the GP and the GP did an x-ray and you had a fractured skull. And so I, <laughs> I then was in hospital for three weeks. I, remember, I still remember my dad coming home and he, he bought me this toy. I was into, if you listen to our episode on, on Matchbox cars or whichever one it was, I had all these Matchbox cars and he bought me this little car carrier and I still remember him bringing it in. And anyway, after three weeks, I got let out and went home and we had some monkey bars out the back. Now, and, you know, my mum said, just go and sit down and, you know, be quiet. We don't want you to go out. So next thing you turn around there, I'm hanging upside down on the monkey bars again. So, um, but, you know, it, it's the way that it goes and that's what happens. But, yeah, yeah, talk about head injuries. Mum, mum was a little bit more cautious after that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, I the amount of uh, – the amount of st- – stories where there's ended up in a head injury you know the uh, little um 
in the swing sets and you got the swing and then you had the one that you sit on either end like a little sliding uh, chair and then you had the one where you sat in either end yeah. and it sort of it goes up and back. So yep. you're, you're sitting in it like a carriage and it goes and you can get some real pace on it. Yep. I, I remember, um, you know, my younger brother walking behind it, me collecting him with it, mm. knocking him into the fence, the wooden mm. fence that was between, um, that was at, at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and then I got, I, I did actually get into trouble for that. Oh, I didn't do that one on purpose, to be honest. Mm. Um, he, he just, he walked in behind it. But the amount of times that we'd hit each other in the head mm. with lots of different things, one, we tried to not to tell. Um, mm. But if we did, we, uh, it was because we were either unconscious for a moment or two or, <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> <laughs> um we weren't making sense when our parents were talking. <laughs> we weren't making sense. Yeah. A bit of uh, gibberish and, uh, yeah, so. Um, they probably appreciated I, look, the quiet. Well, yeah, but, you know, you sort of you sort of just, like I said, rub some dirt in it and get on with it. I mean, And like here we said, are, mate, nearly 50 and we're still yes. going. Mm. Yeah, um, luckily, but. Yeah, I, mate, I remember playing um, soccer as a young tacker and, um, and hitting, running into the pole and just knocking myself out and got up and kept playing the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Can't remember anything else for the rest of the day after that. Mm. Uh, I remember ambulances was... at OH&S and Yeah. Sorry, mate, you sort of glitched out a bit there, but we got the general gist of it. Last story, I remember when I was, yet again, probably, I wouldn't have been five, probably four, we had one of those uh, bikes with the long seats on them and the the big handlebars lifted up. And uh, we were, my mum used to play tennis and we were on our way down to um, the tennis court. And we used to do on that seat, because the seat was so long, you could sit two people on it and was called... um, giving them a double or something like that so you could both sit on there and I remember I was facing backwards and my oldest sister Glenda was riding and um, I was holding my mum had made some biscuits or some muffins or some some it wouldn't have been muffins muffins weren't popular then and they're in, in like an ice cream container because that's what you had and as we're riding down I had my feet out wide but you know being a kid my feet decided to move inwards and got caught in the spokes pulled forward knocked us both off um and the, I think the thing that uh, mum was most upset about was one, she didn't get to go and play tennis, but the other one was that I spilt whatever was it or was yeah. whatever the food was went all over the ground. I, I don't. I'm, I'm sure there was some sort of detail inflicted uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> reparations were, were sent my way. Um, but yeah, I still remember that. The, the, oh, are you okay? Oh, you spilled everything. Now I can't go to tennis. It's like no, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was it yeah. now. Uh, and I will give Ruby credit that was embellished a little bit. But the general gist was I fell off the bike and spilled everything and that's what I felt worse about more than anything else until I got to the dead old bath and then I felt worse even more. Anyway. <laughs> she put extra dead old in it. Thanks for hanging spilled. in. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in, listening to our stories. We're going to leave it there. We thanks very much. Simon, thanks for sorting us out and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Dave. Bye.